Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. God is the one who will lead us and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. And welcome to Zero Today. I am your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. Here, as always, every week on the show, it is our goal, is our expected outcome to present you with knowledge that is engaging and transforming and to help you, empower you, the listener, to knowing, being, and impacting the world around you. And as always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. The best way to do so, call 347-237-5230. That's the number to call to get your uh, two cents, five cents, ten cents, a dollar, whatever it is on the air. Also, the chat room is open, so you can drop in the chat room and uh, let us know what you're thinking about the show if you don't want to make a live comment. Also, just... I mean, we're on everywhere. How can I say it? Twitter, Facebook, you know the routine. If you don't, here's the rundown. We're on Facebook at Zero Network. We're on Twitter at Prophesy. You can send me an email. However you want to do it, just do it. We're just glad that you are here with us. And uh, we have another like, great show lined up for you today. Makeup show for with our special guest, uh, Stefan Lavasia. He's going to be here. And I hope I said the name right. If he, he's going to let me know if I did or not. And uh, so we're going to get to that. But quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for every day. We bless you for what you're going to do in this broadcast. Be glorified in Christ's name. Amen. It's a rainy, rainy Wednesday here. And uh, so I'm sitting here. I'm looking out the window. I'm enjoying the rain. And I tell you, every time I come here, I'm like, okay, it's got to be something good. I, I was kind of a little happy. And then it started raining. But it didn't put a damn on my spirit because I'll go outside and play in the rain anyway. So, big deal. All right. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you. I, I've been having – this has been an interesting week. So, breaking news this morning, uh, they made an arrest. Boston police made another arrest, some other arrests regarding this um, uh, bombing a couple of weeks ago with the marathon. So, well, I'm interested to see how that turns out. Um, it's just – this has – this has captured the minds of and the hearts of this nation 
and understandably so. But you know, I I I don't want the nation. It's my fear that the nation will be quick to judge. Uh, scripture says we should be slow to wrath, slow to anger. You know, uh, swift to listen, slow to wrath, slow to anger. But unfortunately, it's the reverse in operation at this moment. Because we are swift to judgment, swift to anger, and you know, not listening, and it's divisive. It's divisive. So I don't know the role. I don't, you know, breaking news. So we'll see what happens with that. Try to figure out what's going on. You you would think that with all the intelligence that we have, these things these things would not happen as much, but they do. And uh, I was, you know, when we're down in New Orleans for the. Um, Jazz fest, like we always do, yeah. um, and um, you know there was there was kind of some people who were a little all right, you know, a lot of weary, a little bit weary about being down there. But hey, I just showed my face and went home. Actually, I didn't really even show my face; I just passed by and listened. <laughs> just, uh, anyway, so. There's some other news going on today, and, and this is really interesting. It's, this probably uh, has topped the news cycle for the past couple of days. Jason Collins, Collins, NBA player, coming out as uh, as gay. I'm not really sure why this made headlines. Uh, he's been he's been deemed the first uh, first gay person to come out in basketball. I, I, I and he got a a call from President Obama and a tweet from uh, First Lady Obama, both in support. And, and you know, I, I just don't get it. You know, uh, there I, I was listening to both arguments, of course, uh, on on talk talk radio. You know, they're putting this this spin to it that uh, well, it's toward the end of his career and. He doesn't know, you know, he didn't have a new contract, and and so what better way than to gain a little more fame and fortune and to come out? Uh, that may be one argument. It may be. Then the other argument is that, well, uh, he was waiting for all the other, you know, he's waiting for someone else to step up to the plate and to come out. And no one stepped up to the plate and came out, and he, you know, he decided to come out. Now my thing is this: I have no problem whatsoever um, with this athlete coming out or specifying his his uh, sexuality. I, I, you know, it's athletes; it shouldn't matter. But you know, <laughs> uh, athletes have a way of of covering up their, you know, feminine side. I, I guess I don't know. I'm not an athlete. I'm a nerd. So, what do I know? <laughs> But the reality is that uh, some people are, are, are questioning his motives, others are questioning his timing, uh, and then there are those who who actually play with him who question everything. You know, you know, was he secretly peeping him out? And then his twin brother had no idea. His ex fiance had no idea. This guy covered it up so well for so long that uh, he was able to. Deceive so many, and I don't even think it's deception because I, you know, uh, it's a big thing. I was, I was reading some posts in one of my, uh, in the group I'm in, in a group I'm in, in Facebook, and uh, the question was, uh, of course, it was it involved uh, Jason's Collins, Jason Collins' decision to to come out as an openly gay man in a professional sport. 
But the question was, uh, should you, you know, should you let your employer know about your sexual preference? And I'm like, uh, for for some people, no. In my case, you know, uh, being that I'm a pastor, yeah, it might be a little relevant. It might be much relevant to know that, you know, my sexual orientation. But then it's, uh flip argument is, is that it, you know would also be relevant for them to know if I'm a whore. <laughs> you know, if if I've been sleeping with, not me personally, I'm just saying, you know, just using me. Don't y'all call in saying he confessed on the air. <laughs> I know some people are gonna try that. No, just kidding. But uh, I mean, the the conversation and the dialogue regarding uh, sexuality has become so enmeshed in. Uh, unnecessary embellishment and rhetoric. And I think this this unnecessary rhetoric that is taking precedent over the individuality of the uh of the the individual. And because the country is divided in this thing on this thing or particularly now more so because uh um uh, homosexual same sex marriage uh, becoming more formal and recognized in other states and because uh current administration uh is not enforcing or no longer defending uh defense of marriage act um all of these things play into the rhetoric and for i i can't say whether he's courageous or not i don't know the guy i can't say it was a courageous step um i i don't know how it's going to impact how it's going to impact the sport at all i i really you know, it's like that rapper guy who came out. I don't even know, but I remember uh, he made head headlines as he came out. You know, one uh, I guess he was a top selling artist, and all of a sudden he comes out. You know, of the closet. But it was no different. It was much different now than twenty years ago when, like, Roseanne or Ellen, when Ellen DeGeneres came out on her show. You know, that you know, it was. Big news and big thing, and now you know uh, it, it's not as big, it's not as dynamic. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the impact will be on the league per se, but I, I guess I, I I guess you can't commend him for if if that is his true gender or whatever. I don't I don't even know how to say it anymore. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know the goal should be encourage individuals to live their lives in a meaningful way and without neglecting who they are. But at the same time, you know, um, I'm being the staunch conservative I am, you know, you draw the line on some things, but you have to, you have to applaud. You have to wonder how this, how this will play out. You have to wonder, will this season in the NBA following, following the, uh, postseason, will, will this, uh, Bring more men, give more men the courage uh, to come out. You know, I I don't include the WNBA because it's almost already assumed, and it's a sad assumption that some of them uh, are lesbians. I, I hope that is not the case, but you know, that's the assumption. I didn't say that was the reality or the true fact. That's just the assumption. That, you know, most female athletes that play in in that sport, particularly, you know. But uh, again, I digress. I'm rambling. What do I know? <laughs> but again, we're glad to have you on the show this morning. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back from the break, uh, special guest will be here. He 
was able to make it with us this week, and we're excited about that, and we're glad that he's here. We're going to uh, discuss. We're going to be discussing relationships. We're going to be discussing all kinds of things, and I sure need to help, guys. I y'all, <laughs> I probably need to help more than anybody else. So we're going to come back after this uh, with Stefan Bosque, relationship expert and coach. So be back right after this.
All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and glad that you joined us today. We're glad that you're here with us. Another, uh, matter of fact, it is the first day of May, and I should have said this in the last segment, but it's my birthday month, and I just want you to I, I accept gifts all month long. It's not today in 28th, so you got 27 days, but, you know, I just throw that out there. Do your host good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, welcome back. We're glad you joined us. We're, we appreciate everybody who's listening. As always, you can call in to 347-237-5230. Uh, we're talking with Stefan. Did I get it right, Stefan? Yes. All right. Uh, uh he's uh He's author of How to Have Sex with a Woman if You're a Husband or something of that nature. (laughs) (laughs) He's a relationship expert and coach, and he deals with anything, any topic that comes around with relationship, whether you're single, married, dating, you know, he he can help you out and you know, I'm gonna tell you, brother, I need some help right now because I got (laughs) I I got something that you know gonna throw you out there but anyway we're glad you have uh, have you on the show with us uh, we had you in book last week and we understand there were just some things that came up with you able, weren't able to i tried to cover for you man i, I did my best <laughs> but i'm so glad i appreciate that, that. Uh, no problem man no problem glad that you are here with us today and so to my listening audience welcome to you from my listening audience, welcome. So uh, let, let's get into the segment. Just tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, bring us up to date how you got to where you are as a relationship coach and expert. Well, um, I've been doing relationship coaching and life coaching for the past about six years. Uh, to be honest with you, I've always been that guy that people came to for advice and for counsel and um, someone they felt comfortable opening up to. But I've always done a lot of different things in my life, looking for ways to be successful. And then I underwent a spiritual journey, and that's when I really realized what my purpose was and what God needed me to do. And I was able to learn so much through that process or embrace so much of the truth that God was showing me as far as relationships and the fact that so many people are hurting, but they're putting up a front. They're trying to... uh, show the world that everything is good, that they're happy, but they're really not. And they have no one to talk to, no one to help them, no one to guide them in on a better path. So that's when I realized, okay, this is what I need to do, and I started focusing all my energy on coaching and helping people in that area. So, you know, you really didn't go to school or anything like that, I tell you. Phone always wrong and ringing the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> so so you... you you found a niche, you know. You found your gift. You you've always been the, the listening person. You know, it's kind of like you know, uh, I've been preaching too long, so and how I got into it. But you you found a niche and you saw where you could help people. So so what's it what's it been like, being a you know a relationship coach, a life coach? What's it been like? Um. It's. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. It's it's a very fulfilling thing because again, I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, it's very eye-opening because there's so many stories that you just wouldn't believe. You know, there's so much going on. And, and the people in, in that person's circle or uh, in life have no clue what that person is experiencing, have no clue the struggle that they're going through. So it, it's very um, enlightening to get to talk to people, 
get to hear what they're dealing with, hear the different stories, which allows me to become better at helping others who are going through the same exact thing. Because, you know, a lot of times we tend to believe we're the only one going through this, but, no, there's a lot of people going through the exact same situation, you know, across the world even. Because I get people who call me from Australia, Africa, Saudi Arabia, I mean everywhere, and the struggles are the same. The circumstances might be a little bit different. Of course, there's some cultural differences, but at the core of it, the struggles are the same. So it's been very um, eye-opening. But, again, I'm just happy to help people move in a better direction, and that's what the goal is every day. Okay. So tell me, uh, what, what, what in your role as a relationship coach, do you – uh, how how do you approach if a person comes to you with a problem with a problem? How do you approach it? I mean, uh, do you design some kind of plan for them specifically, or, 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 or give give me an idea of uh, what a typical uh, coaching session is like? Well, if they come with an issue, I just the the first key is just get them to start talking because as people talk more and more, they'll start opening up and they'll start letting certain things out, and, and as a coach. I have to be listening for every little thing because sometimes it's that one little statement, one word, or one reaction that opens the door to something much deeper. So, you know, just talk, get a, get a uh, feel for where they stand or how they see their situation, and then pretty much call out what I think needs to be called out. Or, you know, for me, I'm a very spiritual person, so if I feel something in my spirit, I'm going to go with it and I'm going to bring it up and let's talk about it. And usually there's there's a deeper issue involved that needs to be addressed you know sometimes it may just be that they haven't forgiven the person who hurt them and not having forgive that person that negativity has lingered and now they're struggling in their life you know so we're going to talk we're gonna oh you hit a chord what the issues are you, you hit a chord <laughs> hit a chord there you hit a chord there uh, i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to hold that though but we're going to take right. a quick break and when we come back from the break um i i want to Get a little bit more. You know, share a little bit more with. I want you to share a little bit more about your book, how to get a woman to have sex with you if you're her husband, and um, and, and then you know talk about the role people like myself as pastors and churches can play in helping build and develop uh, healthier relationships. Is that okay? Okay, definitely. All right. So we're going to take this quick break. And we'll be right right after this. Let's just do it by hair. Body hair? Most dental work. What? 
downloading and stop liking everything. It should be by who has the least amount of cartilage in their left knee. I want to take a bath. Say no to sharing. Say yes to Sprint. With truly unlimited data, text, and calling. It was just gigantic. It was humongous. Enormous, huge bill. That's actually when we switched to Vonage. The service is great. I don't see any difference with the call quality. When I can just pick up the phone and call. As many family members as I want. Ugh, why did I not do this earlier? I'm Laura Pruden, and this was my last bill. Before I switched to Vonage. Time is running out to get Vonage World for just $14.99 a month with unlimited domestic and international calls. Go to Vonage.com or call now. I need you. I feel so alone. But you're not alone. I knew you'd come. Like I could stay away. You know I can't do this without you. You'll never have to. You're always there for me. I'll get you a rental car. Don't use an umbrella. Fall in love with Progressive's Claim Service. The Game of Life with the Prius C, a high-stakes world where some descend into total loserdom while others triumphantly return home to their Tudor houses. The real game of life is no more forgiving, but luckily you're ready to grab it by the throat and jujitsu it into submission. And with all the important things to do and places to go, you're going to need a game piece that will move you to the next level. That car, my friends, is the all-new 53-mile-per-gallon rated Prius C from Toyota. Beef isn't with you, Lewis. Sensational effects like selected color in HD movie and stills, and amazing photo quality that packs a Nikon punch. Okay, guys. You're natural. The Nikon D5100, a DSLR so versatile, we shot this whole commercial with it. The compact D5100. And check out the waterproof, breezeproof, shockproof Coolpix AW100. Welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your host, Lorenzo Neal, and I'm joined by Stefan Labassier. He's a, he's an author. He's a relationship coach, life coach, relationship expert. And uh, we were talking last last segment about his role as a relationship coach. To now, uh, I can't talk for some reason. I should have had me a lot, a lot of coffee this morning. Anyway, uh, we're going to segue into this segment. We're going to be talking about his book. He's the author of a book. That has a unique unique title, and I just love it. I just love it. How to get a woman to have sex with you if you're her husband? Stephen, Stefan, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. All right. So, tell us uh, about this book. How did it come about, and what is it about? And I've I've skimmed through it. I didn't read the whole thing, and I tell you, there was something that just caught my interest that I I don't know if I'm comfortable sharing on the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, 
share with our audience a little bit about the book and um, uh, what made you write it. Well, the book, um, as the title states, is, is helping men understand how to make their wives more sexually receptive to them. You know, a lot of couples are struggling with sex in their marriage. It doesn't get talked about enough. Again, it's one of those things that people try to hide or ignore, don't want to um, have their business out on the streets, so they act like everything is okay. But there's some couples who go weeks, months, even over a year not having sex. So there's a lot of uh, lack of understanding on both sides on how to make a better sexual relationship and just an overall marriage. Um, But especially with men, men aren't. Uh, told the things they need to know on how to deal with their wives. Unfortunately, that woman does not want to have to tell that uh, her husband. Well, a lot of women don't. They feel he should know already. Uh, why hasn't he figured it out? Uh, you know, why should I have to explain the whole thing to him? So, But unfortunately, he doesn't know, and nothing gets done. So that's the reason why the book is being written, is because the men aren't getting the information they need, but they need the help. You know, not just for the sake of sex, but for the sake of a better marriage, because our marriages are suffering big time. And if we can't get that on the right track, we're going to see the deterioration of marriage continue. So, and sex is a part of it, but also knowing how to emotionally fulfill your woman and how to make her more receptive, because sex for a woman is a lot more than just a physical act. Oh man, that, that that is profound, deeply profound. Now, a couple of uh, working chapters in the book that you um, deal with that uh, that empower men to be more intimate with their with their wife. Um, I, I think it's I, I think it's really really good, and you know the black church. We still, for some reason, sex is still such a taboo subject. Uh, I mean, anything dealing with sexuality, aside from the preacher being a big the big freak, you know, they'll they'll talk about that. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's about as open as it will get. You know, they'll talk about the preacher uh, being you know the biggest out there. Uh, but outside of that, they don't want to talk with it. And there are a lot of husbands whose wives, and I know from experience having been a pastor, whose wives give up sex to them and become committed to the church. And, I'm, you know, maybe you can have some insight of that. Uh, a husband whose wife becomes more committed to the church than to him. <laughs> and church is her way of fulfilling her. Yeah, yeah, it making any sense. No, you're making perfect sense. Um, church, sometimes people like to find a distraction from their reality. And church is no different than any other vice that can be used, whether it be alcohol, food, um, whatever, drugs. The bottom line is people are trying to run from the issue. So some of them run to the church in a way that they um, they shouldn't. Because they see it as, well, I'm doing nothing wrong. I'm devoting my time to God. But God said himself, there is me, then there is your husband or your spouse, your kids, then uh, work. So what this person is doing is they're throwing their husband or wife completely down the list. And that's not what God wants from them. And also we have to understand that church is not God, meaning I can serve God. That does not mean I have to be in a physical church Every day, 24 hours a day 
you see. So people try to, again, use that as a way of escape and a way of, and almost a crutch in some ways to not deal with the real issue and also because they're not happy at home. There may be some deeper issues at the home that's causing them to look for a way out. And, again, church is the most um, glorified vice to use because, hey, it's church. There can't be anything wrong with that. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't validate uh, going to the bar and having some drinks every single day. But it's much easier to validate, well, I'm going to go serve the Lord and I'm going to church. So I think that's, that's where that problem exists for a lot of people. In in a book, uh, you you talk about needing someone else. Uh, you need someone else to answer to. Uh, explain that a little bit uh, for for those who are uh, they know that they they you know for women, for men in particular you know they they don't know how to answer to their wives when it comes to that area of fulfilling their needs or their 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 men's need or their wife's need. So explain. Uh, Talk about that. Well, basically, if you are a believer, then you have to understand that your focus is supposed to be on God, always. And sometimes we get so caught up in what our partner is doing that we take the focus off of God, focus off of what God wants us to do, and we base our decisions and our actions on what our partner is doing. And that's a setup for disaster because they're human. And even in the Bible, it states, trust no man. Your goal is not to trust your partner. Your goal is to trust God. If God says this is the person for you, then you know that if you do as you're supposed to do, all will be fine. But we take our eye off the prize. We we go into, well, this person hasn't done this, or they're, they're acting a fool. I'm going to start doing this. We start to justify our shortcomings because of their shortcomings. So when we have, so in that chapter, when I say, you know, we need to have someone else to answer to, you have to understand that if we're both focusing on God together, we'll we'll be able to come together on this because we both have to follow the path that God has set for us that includes each other, or in some cases it doesn't include each other. Some, You know, to be honest, some people have gotten married to the wrong person for the wrong reasons and are in situations that only God can determine if, they need to walk away from, but that's a whole other issue for a whole other day. Um, regardless, if, if this is the person you're supposed to be with, then by focusing on God and by allowing Him to guide your actions, not uh, what your partner is doing, then it's easier to stay on track. Because if you're looking for a reason to to fall off because of what they did, you'll always find something. So, so let, let's uh, let, let's bring this issue of security into. This matter, you know. So, if I understand you correctly, having that accountability to God first increases the idea of security for for the couple, both the, the both partners. You know, a greater sense of security, so they won't have to be all crazy and whatnot. Well, it does add to security in the sense of when someone can see that you are going to God to guide your actions, they can feel more secure that you're not letting your logic or emotions run you. And that is uh, a little, gives a little more security. But when I talk about securing the, the book, I also talk about the fact that you have to make your partner feel that you are truly invested in this relationship, in this marriage. So we have to change some of our behaviors, which is all the, you know, some people insist on certain kinds of privacy 
in relationships. I'm one who believes it should be an open-door policy. There should be open disclosure. There's no reason to hide things from your wife or your husband, you know. And, And when we don't, when we have this open environment, we allow that person to feel more comfortable. You know, a lot of times we'll attack our partner and say they're being insecure, but we're giving them reasons to question us. You can't you can't call them out for being insecure when you're acting in shady ways. You know, so we have to yeah. be mindful of how we create an environment that allows them to feel more comfortable, allows them to feel more secure, you know, and, and pour into them what they need to feel fulfilled in this relationship. Awesome. That, that that that's a powerful powerful you know I, I'm I'm rarely at a loss of words. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm a little lost of words for that one because I could not have said that any better. And I think it's um, it, it, it does say quite a bit. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back to the break, uh, we're going to talk about some of the articles on your website uh, that caught my attention. I'm sure it may catch uh, if they go visit some of your, my uh, listeners' attention. Um, and uh, I, I think you have some pretty bold bold ones out there on that on the cycle. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that uh, on in the, in the next segment. Okay, be right right after this. Glamorosity House of Fashion Boutique has some of the best 
name brand designer clothes that your significant other, your mother, your sister, aunt, auntie, mama, near, Medina, all of them would love. They have up-to-date items that for every size imaginable. And I tell you, they have great deals, too. Matter of fact, they have a, a great deal going on for Mother's Day. So you can need to check them out. 9656 Burbank Drive, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Check them out. Go to their Facebook page. They're there. Gamerosity House of Fashion Boutique. You're going to find some of the best fashions that you know they're going to love. And I tell you, if you do it right, if you get the right one, you're going to have some brownie points that's going to last you a long time. So go check them out, Glamorosity House of Fashion Boutique. You need to give them a call, 225-361-00116, Burbank Drive in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Go check them out, Glamorosity House of Fashion Boutique. I'm telling you, I know they're going to give you good service because they always, they're good people. That you know, Hey, you're going to love it. Check them out. It was just gigantic. It was humongous. Enormous, huge bill. That's actually when we switched to Vonage. The service is great. I don't see any difference with the call quality. More, I can just pick up the phone and call. As it. many family members as I want. Ugh, why did I not do this earlier? I'm Laura Pruden, and this was my last bill. Before I switched to Vonage. Time is running out to get Vonage World for just $14.99 a month with unlimited domestic and international calls. Go to Vonage.com or call now. All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, joined by Stefan uh, Labassier, and we're talking relationships with the relationship coach, relationship expert, and um, he's the author of How to Get a Married Woman to Have Sex with You If You're Her Husband, How to Get a Woman to Have Sex with You If You're Her Husband, Commitment, <laughs> whatever, the, I forgot all what we talked about, ADD kicking in already. I told you I need me a cup of coffee. <laughs> But uh, glad you have here. Now, Stefan, I want to transition to uh, your website. Your website is called Stephen Stefan Speaks. Uh, tell a little bit about that. And we're gonna. I, I found a couple of articles that just caught my eye. I, I think I uh, like to talk about that. But uh, tell us the purpose of the website. I mean, the purpose of the website is simply to provide some inside advice to people about various topics. You know, there's a lot of things that don't get talked about online or, again, like you mentioned earlier, in church. And I, I want to provide a resource for people to get some kind of guidance and, and maybe some clarity on situations that they're dealing with. And that's why I created my site. All right. Now, you have a number of articles on here that go back, uh, I guess, the last two years or more. But here's one that caught my attention, one that caught my attention, Um as one is you you wrote in March, five things to ignore when a man says it. <laughs> you know, hey, I, I I read that and I'm like, okay, I can't be quite as charming as I thought. <laughs> uh, 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 do you remember enough about that article to share a little bit about it? Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Go ahead, share. <laughs> I, I have a lot of lady female listeners, you know, and I'm trying to help them out, but I'm I'm trying to learn too. I, I, I'm a bachelor, you know. I need to do better. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, you know, in the five things to know when a man says it, um, I list a few things that commonly may get um, said by a man, but you may not want to put too much weight into it, you know. So the first thing on the list was you don't look fat in that dress. And basically I'm saying to the woman, what do you expect the man to say? You know, if you ask the man, how do I look in this dress, he doesn't want any issues. So he's going to either dance around it, avoid it, or just say no. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And the reality is if you have to ask that question, there's a good chance you already know the answer to it. So (laughs) (laughs) the second thing on the list is when a man says, I love you. That's the one that caught my eye. Yeah, you know, the thing is a lot of men have learned to simply say what a woman wants to hear. And you can't just go off of what a man says to you or any person says to you for that matter. It needs to be backed up by action. So it's not that they don't mean it when they say I love you. It's just that words are not enough. And if he truly loves you, he needs to be able to back it up with his action and be consistent. His words and his actions have to line up. Then uh, the next on the list was I wasn't looking at her butt. And uh, basically, yeah, men look. We all look. Women look too. That, that's the bottom line. The, the, the thing is, women are much better at hiding it or um, being more poised when they do look or glance at other women or men passing by. But I'm glad human, you said that. <laughs> just, I'm glad you said that. Y'all heard him say, it was a man who said that. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's like if, if a woman passes, a beautiful woman passes by, you know, chances are we're going to look. It's just that men have to learn to be a little more tactful with the glance, you know, but to act like we're not looking whatsoever is silly. I mean, again, there's going to be some people we don't, but every now and then it's going to happen. Oh, the next one on the list is my penis. <laughs> yeah, is this so many. Yeah, it's this big. <laughs> I don't use you know, that one. I'm a, I'm a good save man. I don't use that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I was saying, the women, you know, there's so much emphasis put on a man's size. And a lot of men are going to lie about it. And, again, and, and I broke it down just to explain that, you know, if a man is six and two-tenths of an inch, he's not going to say two-tenths of an inch. He's either going to say six or he's going to say seven. But he's probably going to say seven because no one's going to decrease the size even by a tenth of an inch. <laughs> so the reality is that off the rip, he's probably not going to give a very accurate estimate. And women are the worst penis estimators of all time. I mean, I've seen even online where two guys did a study and they showed where women would uh, guess the wrong number by like an inch or two almost every single time. The bigger you were, the greater they missed they were off by. The smaller you were, then, you know, they might not be off by as much. But either way, it's usually wrong, so the man just figures, okay, I'm just going to tell her what she wants to hear. And then the last one is God told me you're my wife. And I get a lot of women who come to me and say, well, he told me I'm his wife, what should I do? And I'm like, what God told him or what he claims God told him, you should be able to verify by going to God yourself. At the end of the day, you're not supposed to go off just simply what someone else tells you, whether it's them telling you they're your wife or what you're supposed to be doing in your life or any message that comes through them from God should be verified from you praying to God. 
God wants you to come back to him, to talk to him. Your relationship has to be there in order to verify these things because, again, any man can come to you and claim anything from God. You can't just go off of those words. You have to go and investigate yourself through praying. And, and that's pretty much the list. Hello? Hello, hello, hello? Hello, uh, Steve Pond. Hello, audience. We got knocked off the air, and I gotta apologize. Gotta apologize for that. Uh, Stefan, are you still on? Yeah, I'm still here. I I apologize for that, man. It's live radio. What can you do? <laughs> I, I understand. We had a we had a, the power went out for a brief second here, and I was about to rattle off my whatever I was gonna rattle off, and next thing you know, I'm gone. <laughs> But I do appreciate your patience, and again, I apologize for that. Listeners, everyone, I do apologize. See, you know, one of these days I'm going to learn to get a big-time radio station <laughs> to back me up. <laughs> uh, now, you were, I don't know how much of your last statement you got in uh, regarding uh, the the article, and I don't, I'm not going to let you go back. Uh, hopefully, it was still recording, but... um. And I I tell you that thing just threw me completely off. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, thank God I wasn't paranoid. Uh, it, it's still live, so we we got a little more time. We'll go over and uh, well what what will happen is we'll probably go off air, but we'll continue the conversation for a few more minutes to try to play catch up. Is that okay? Oh, that's fine. All right. So you said five things. We talked about five things that a woman shouldn't believe that um. Men say. Now the other thing, the other article that caught my eye was once a cheater, always a cheater. Uh, now I have a lot of female friends who uh, adhere to that particular <laughs> statement. Mm-hmm. If a man or a woman, if they cheat one time, they're gonna do it over and over and over again. Uh, tell me about that. Uh, um, I believe that it's a it's a misconception by many that someone who cheats once will always cheat again. That's not necessarily true. We have to understand that not all cheating is the same, and you have to take a deeper look with each situation to understand why the cheating occurred in the first place. Because many times cheating has happened due to a void in the relationship. Sometimes that void can be corrected. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to fix it. So, basically, it has to be discussed. Unfortunately, the reason why cheating occurs again in many relationships is because they have not addressed the root issue that led to the cheating in the first place. We like to just say, well, cheating is just a decision that that person made, you know, they're being selfish and all these things. And, yes, it was their decision. Yes, at that moment they're being selfish. But 
that does not mean that you or something in this relationship has not contributed to them making that decision. And to ignore that is what sets up the continuous cheating, you know. So people will get back together, but they never really addressed the issue. They never truly discussed it. But it can be addressed. It can be um, fixed in many cases, but it goes on. Um, it doesn't get, get doesn't get handled properly, and that's the reason. But we have to understand, especially if you're a believer, anyone is capable of changing, and we are all prone to making bad decisions and mistakes. None of us are perfect, and cheating is no different than any other mistake we make in life. Again, you just have to be willing to take a deeper look to understand why is this occurring. Is this a man or woman who simply does not take the relationship serious? If that's the case, yes. The cheating will continue, you move on. Or was it simply the, a woman who was emotionally neglected or a man who was sexually neglected? These things will open the door to bad decisions being made. But these are things that can be corrected. So I think we have to just uh, not be so quick to hold that previous mistake over someone's head for the rest of their life. Okay, let me ask you this question. Which is worse, emotional cheating or physical cheating? It depends on which gender you're talking to. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, you know, um, I think men put a bigger premium on physical cheating, you know, and women put um, sometimes an even bigger premium on emotional cheating because that's the way that we we kind of operate, most of us, not all, because, again, as for some people, cheating is cheating. Whether it's emotional or physical, they're not going to like it. But I do tend to see that men, you know, have a hard time forgiving or moving past a physical cheating, you know, but emotional cheating they can kind of deal with, whereas a woman, when a man emotionally cheats, that's just as painful. And some women are willing to overlook the physical side sometimes. They feel, well, as long as he's coming home to me, as long as he's still making me the main woman, I can deal with this. But let that other woman be the main woman all of a sudden, and now it's a different ball game. But um, I do think again. So I, I, it depends on the gender, but either way, cheating people just don't like cheating, and so it's hard to say which is worse overall. You know, I, I think we just have to be mindful of the fact that if you feel the need to emotionally or physically cheat, you need to address the issues at home first. That is the bottom line. You know, and you cannot validate your actions because of what the other person is not doing if you haven't addressed it. And if they don't want to step up to the plate, then you have to consider ending the relationship. As unfortunate as that may sound, it's a lot better than starting a negative cycle of cheating because that only introduces much more drama and much more issues into your life. And it's really not worth it at the end of the day. Oh, I, I I agree with you on that one. Now I got two more things, and I I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you give me some relationship advice. <laughs> Don't charge me too much now. <laughs> I am I, I ain't a wealthy pastor. <laughs> All right, uh, this last article that caught my attention was one that um I'm, I'm finding a lot of my female friends are are getting in. Uh, he doesn't want a girlfriend, but he acts like your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's a popular one right there. <laughs> well, um, it it happens a lot. It happens a lot, and 
the thing is men are trying to get the benefits they want, which a lot of times is sex. Sometimes it's sex and food and, and maybe some favors in between, but mainly it's sex. And a lot of men feel that they have to play boyfriend, so to speak, in order to get what they want. So, And, and also they, they kind of want that companionship. They want that consistency of a woman they can call on and go to, but they don't want that commitment. They don't want to be tied down to that one woman. So they will present themselves in this boyfriend-ish manner and and behave this way with this woman, which kind of sustains her to some degree and allows her to feel like she can hold on because she's thinking, well, it's just a matter of time before we finally get together. But what he's doing is he's just keeping her at bay, but he's not giving her the commitment that she wants. And then, you know, what starts off is just a couple months. Next thing you know, it's years. I've had people tell me I've been dealing with this guy for four years. Was he your boyfriend? Well, no, we were never official. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, you entertained this for four years, and, and it happens a lot. It happens a lot more than it should. And unfortunately, these women are waiting and hoping for something to materialize, a serious commitment to come from this, and it doesn't happen. And then that guy will end up moving on to some other woman and giving her a relationship. So yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, so ultimately a woman has to stand for what she deserves, and she has to be willing to to walk away from this man if he's not prepared to step up. You know, again, so, words and actions should be consistent. So if he's coming out of his mouth saying, well, I'm not ready to be your boyfriend, but he's acting like your boyfriend, that's not going to work either. Even though actions speak louder than words, when it comes to something like that, you need them both to line up, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Now I, I I have to admit this is my confession. Uh since we're not live streaming anymore, I think I can make it. Uh I I have been that guy. And I'm hoping I'm not that guy now, but I have been uh, uh had a, you know stringing them along. Uh and not intentional. Uh, my excuse was, you know, my schedule kept me busy, my you know, my my obligations, my my job as pastor. And you know, of course it was a it was a legitimate one. It really was legitimate. What would you say to help me get in line? How, uh, okay, so we're, we're we're going into this advice now. Get me in line to to be to move from playing boyfriend to being boyfriend. Well, you simply have to recognize that maybe it's not your time yet, and unfortunately, we try to still get the benefits that we want of a relationship. And, and fit it into our lives, but maybe it's not supposed to happen right now because you can't be the man they need you to be. So there's going to be a sacrifice in that. But as a man of God, you have to go to God and say, okay, should I even be entertaining this woman? You know, because you may be distracting yourself from something that you're supposed to be doing, you know, and playing, I don't want to say playing this game, but, but uh, entertaining the situation that may not be for you anyway it's only hindering your process and hindering your progress in life and whatever you're supposed to accomplish. So ultimately we have to go to God and say, okay, is this a person we should be entertaining? How should we approach this? I think that we have to focus more on friendship. Yes, friendship will not get us the benefits that we really want ultimately from that woman if we're interested. But again, there's a sacrifice that has to happen because if you put your selfish desires 
ahead of what's best in the situation, you will only cause more issues. You know, and you also may be blocking the woman who is for you, who's who's paying attention because let it be known, women pay attention and watch even from a distance. And they might be saying, Oh, well he's too busy caught up with that one over there and they won't make themselves seen. And that might be the woman for you for all you know. So, again, it, it, it will still come back to going to God and saying, okay, how should I handle this? How should I proceed? Should I even be entertaining this woman? Is this even the woman for me? And if not, just got to let it go. Oh, man, that see? How much you charging for that again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've had – I'm also a counselor. You know, I'm a licensed counselor, uh, actually a, a trained psychotherapist. And when I have clients who come in with similar situations, I, I say something similar. And Scripture lines up with that. Scripture does give us reason to let go. And, you know, um, the, I, I think about the writer of Ecclesiastes. And he talked about how he played the field and he he gave over to all kinds of pleasures and discovered it was nothing but vanity. Um, and I, I think in 21st century, relationships are more aligned like that. It's, is amounting to nothing more than vanity, you know, folly, foolishness, emptiness. Uh, and and I, I'm glad that you're bringing the spiritual side into the physical side. The relationship can't be, cannot flourish without what God, you know, even as a pastor. Even I'm a single pastor, and probably the biggest challenge that I have is, you know, I have congregation who so desperately wants their pastor married they so desperately, uh-huh. they so desperately want a, a first lady and every funeral every wedding every, i mean even at church i have this one lady she is determined to match me up with any visitor that female visitor that comes to church goes out of her way to let those people come and meet my pastor <laughs> and, and you know I, I'm a divorced man. I've been divorced now for almost nine years, and and part of that, you know, I'm I'm still in the healing process. You you know, would think that I, I wouldn't be. You know, would think I would have moved on. But what I did, I just I used ministry as a as a crutch to you know not have to deal with that. Uh, but I'm 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 growing and learning that I while I desire a companion, I cannot be. Named among them who are just out for themselves, even though I have, you know, I, I've seen that happen, and I've almost been able, I've almost had that happen to me. Thank God for grace and mercy. Uh, but and um, and what you saying that um, you may want to look at the fact that part of your desire to play boyfriend stems from the fact that you haven't healed from your past relationship, so subconsciously. You're trying to have a relationship without the emotional commitment, without being vulnerable, without setting yourself up for what you feel is going to possibly be another disappointment, another series of hurt. So, again, you can't proceed in what is truly for you because you haven't let go of what wasn't for you, that negative past that occurred. So that is probably the biggest step you got to take. Is is truly healing from that, and and you know since you said it hit a chord earlier, you, I, I'm going to assume that you haven't fully embraced forgiveness in that situation, and not just forgiveness of 
how she hurts you, but forgiveness of yourself for any mistakes you feel you've made. Because a lot of times we beat ourselves up and we hold it over our own head, and then we don't trust our ability to listen to God or to make a decision on who to be with. And now this paralyzes us in life. So I think that you have to really look at have you forgiven that person, and not just that person, any person who hurts you, any person who lets you down. And by doing that, by embracing that and and forgiving yourself, that is extremely important then you'll be able to break out of this cycle, you know, or you'll take a, a big step towards breaking out of this cycle and moving to uh, the path that's for you. Now, see there? Well, folks, you've heard it. I got my counseling session. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I'm completely receptive of that, um, and that's part of it in, in – uh, my last few moments of reflection, uh, days of reflection that I've been in, that's been been that um, issue. And matter of factly, uh, I've been sharing with my friends. My ex-wife contacted me out of the blue after eight years of non-contact. I mean, wow. no contact whatsoever, and out of the blue, contact and just threw me, just discombobulated me all out. <laughs> And uh, you know, so I'm like, okay, Lord, is this is this a way for me to get closer? Is this a way for me to, you know, or is she just trying to feel the waters to see if it's all right to come back? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did the right thing. You asked God. You just gotta ask God how to proceed and, and what do you need to do with the situation? Should you talk to her? You know, maybe there's some things you need to get off your chest. You know, the bottom line is don't focus on what her possible motives are. Focus on what you should be doing with the situation. You know, should you be talking to her right now? Should you be getting some things off your chest? Do you need to address something that wasn't addressed previously? You know, whatever might be there weighing heavy on your spirit, ask God about it. And then just proceed with whatever he tells you to do, even if it sounds scary or just like, man, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> but you just got to do it because, you know, I know you, you know better than anybody. I will tell us to do some things that sometimes just doesn't make any logical sense to us. But he knows what he's telling us, and he knows what can come from it when we follow his direction. Amen, brother. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this show. I, I I wish we could go on and on and on, and we actually, you know, thanks to our nice little power failure, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we weren't able to do as much as I really had hoped to do, but I am so I'm excited about you, uh, Sherry. Now, even though this is recording, still people will listen to the archive. So, 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 uh, give them your information. People want to contact you if they want to get coaching. Tell them how they can go about doing that. Um, yeah, they can always reach me um, on Twitter at Stefan Speaks. S T E P H A N Speaks. Um, that's also my website, StefanSpeaks.com. And uh, you can also reach me by email if you want to set up a coaching session or get some insight, which is advice at stephanspeaks.com. All right, Stefan, thank you so much for sharing uh, your time with us, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I know this is going to be one of the top-ranked shows. <laughs> if nothing else for the blackout. I mean, I felt like it was Super Bowl Sunday, you know. <laughs> but uh, I thank you so much. I appreciate you and uh, uh, 
praying for the success for you, and um, uh, you know we hopefully we can get you back on again, and you might have another book how how a woman can make love to a married man. I don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. Better believe. <laughs> All right, thank you, Stefan. We appreciate right. you so much. You have a wonderful day, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the show again. All right, great. All right, God bless you, man. I appreciate you for listening to the show today, and uh, this is going to do it for us today. Uh, we did something. Hey, uh, it was a Super Bowl moment, a blackout, but the show went on. So catch the archive show anytime, any show you want to catch up back all the way back as far as you can. Simply go to the blogtalkradio.com backslash zero today, and we will be having all this other stuff up again. Appreciate it. Till next week, this is Pastor Wings O'Neill. Bye.